there, just popping in at the top to warn you that this podcast episode includes some language that may be inappropriate for young ears, as well as discussions of domestic abuse. I also wanted to let you know that we recorded this episode before setting our rating rubric, so the ratings we give this movie towards the end are not reflective of where I, Tonya, would land on our new scale. And there will be spoilers ahead. Now enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to Tear Jerkers, the podcast where we rate movies on a scale of how hard they make us cry. Because sometimes you just need a good cry and we are here to tell you where to find it. I'm Kenia. And I'm Maybell. Today we'll be discussing the story of the infamous figure skater, Tanya Harding. Yes, the movie is I, Tanya. And how'd you come to find I, Tanya? I don't have any personal history with this movie. It was just suggested as a movie that could potentially make a person cry, so I added it to the list. Do you have any personal history with it? No, actually, this was my first time watching it as well, but I've heard so many great things about this movie, and I'm a huge fan of Margot Robbie, so I was really excited to watch her do this, and I knew her ability as a performer would probably take me to the point of tears, so I was ready. Okay. Do you want to read the synopsis? Sure thing. In 1991, the talented figure skater Tanya Harding became the first American woman to complete the triple axel during a competition. In 1994, her world comes crashing down when her ex-husband conspires to injure Nancy Kerrigan, a fellow Olympic hopeful, in a poorly conceived attack that forces the young woman to withdraw from the national championship. Tanya's life and legacy was instantly tarnished, and she's become forever associated with one of the most infamous scandals in sports history. Okay, let's take our first break. Today, our sponsor is making a Tumblr tag specifically of stuff that makes you cry. Oh. Maybell, are you guilty of doing that? Um, incredibly guilty. When I saw that you had written this out, I was like, okay, how did you already know about this? Because I know you've only been following my Tumblr for like a couple of days and you wrote this before that happened. So how did you know? How did you know that I'm 100% the type of person who does this? I think I would probably do that too. Like, like you said, I've only been on, t- I've only been back on Tumblr for a couple days now. Not sure if I regret this or not, but I think if I stick around long enough, I'll eventually make a tag of things that make me cry. I love to collect things that make me cry. Yeah, I, I have a crying tag on my Tumblr. It's mostly for like cute cartoons and like feel good crying stuff. I don't put like real, like really emotional stuff on there. And I don't like write my own stories of like, I'm really upset kind of crying in there. My crying tag is purely right. just like, this is so cute that I actually cried or like it, it's so funny it made me cry or it like is so touching, really heartwarming story, stuff like that. But like, I definitely have a crying tag on Tumblr for the exact same reason why I have go-to crying movies. Sometimes you just gotta like get on your phone and bam, 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 knock out a few tears and then get back to your day. And it's just really useful when you have like a place on the internet where you know that you will find the exact crying triggers for yourself. That's what I'm all about, you know? I love that. I'm so glad you have that for yourself. Thank you. Shall we get back to the show? Let's get back to the show. All right. So Kimia, what did you think of this movie? I did enjoy it. I think it was a good movie. It didn't make me cry, but I I think it could make a person cry, especially if you're an athlete or if you've had your career taken away from you or if you're a victim of domestic abuse. But I haven't had any of those experiences, so it didn't make me cry. Mm -hmm. What about you? 
Um, I definitely did shed a few tears here or there. It wasn't like a strong tearjerker for me, but I, I definitely had a couple moments here. Um, so my first note of when my eyes welled up with tears was when baby Tawny or like, you know, seven year old Tawny was crying at her dad and trying to stop him from driving away by getting in front of the car that I, I don't think I can look at children that are crying and not also start crying, which is going to be a real hindrance as a parent if I ever become one. Because if I see children that are upset, I like immediately also get upset. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then like there were a lot of things that just made me upset. And I think that it is like sympathy for the characters and like understanding where they're coming from. That was while it wasn't stuff in my actual life that I felt connected to the themes of this movie, I, I had a lot of emotional reactions just because of how well acted these characters were. Mm -hmm. Um, so during the montage of her relationship with Jeff becoming abusive and then that, line where she says that my mom hits me and she loves me like that just hurt that was really yep. upsetting like it was really well written but it was really upsetting yeah that's a great argument against spanking mm -hmm. if the people you love hit you then it's okay for the people who love you to hit you yeah exactly but yeah that that moment was emotional for me too that one's a big one yeah um when that moment comes to a close and then they show her at the table with her mom and then her mom basically, you know, abuses her and shows her like, of course, like this is what she's come to expect of love because that's the way her mother treats her. And then as she goes to leave, her mom is like, kiss your mother goodbye. I got so mad. I almost started rage crying. Like, mm -hmm. like that manipulation on the part of like, parents that are abusive to go from treating their child so poorly to then demanding an act of love from that child immediately after it's it just really pisses me off um so I almost rage cried at that part um yeah so this movie has a lot of like complicated things for me because because the characters are based off of real people so it is very questionable to find like admirable things in these people that are bad when they when I know that they are actually like real life bad people because there were definitely mm -hmm. moments where the mom would say something and even though obviously you're supposed to hate her and I did hate her I also thought she was kind of hilarious at moments and you know that like endeared <laughs> me to her and then I'm like no no like like obviously this is not an endearing woman I can think it's funny when she's crass but not think that she's an okay person you know right um, yeah, she's clearly very, very horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what did you think of the depictions of, like, abuse and the cycles of it all? How did that make you feel? I think it was, it was well done. It was well done to show how that um, being abused as a child can make you more susceptible to being abused as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder now, I didn't really look up much about the real Tanya Harding story and to see what the differences were, but I, I wonder about that. And gosh, like, what a horrible thing. That, I think that's kind of why it made the whole story so heartbreaking, mm -hmm. is that she had such a rough childhood and such a rough 
like the entire life, her entire life was hard and sad. And there was no one who really loved her. Yeah. Like no person in her life really loved her and had her back and didn't abuse her. And then, so she loses skating at the end. Mm -hmm. And then what does she have? Yeah. Literally not even a support system. Yeah. Her actually something that I wrote a note about right after this is when she says I was loved in her talking head right after the first performance where she lands the triple axel. And like I had shivers watching some of her performances, especially the first time she la lands the triple axel. She like throws her arms up in celebration and that just like made my heart soar with her. I think that Margaret mm -hmm. Robbie did an amazing, amazing performance here. And I also saw that like they used clips of the real performances from the 90s and that you actually can see her do that arm throw when it happened in real life. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think Margot Robbie did a really good job. Um, but yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the story of Tanya Harding is about her trying and failing to find love um, and just wanting to be accepted by people. I think that for me, the really big emotional moment was that I was just stunned by her acting, but it also kind of like elicited something for me was when Tanya is in the dressing room and she's crying in the mirror, like phenomenal acting. Mm -hmm. I know I've said it before, but it's just incredible. And like, as an actor, I was just enthralled by the performance and the emotions in how she showed what Tanya was going through at that moment. Yeah, she's trying to collect herself and failing and trying again, failing and smiling at the mirror and then crumpling back into tears. I love and that. And I don't know how you can do that. I have done that genuinely, but how can you act something so fragile? You act it. You act the hell out of it. And she did such a good I don't, job. I will never understand. Like, Yeah, she, that was incredible. It was so hard. So realistic. Yeah. The like smiling and then the smile quivering and the tears rolling down her face. And I just really think that it was a incredibly well done thing there. Um, oh, also actually also when she was pleading with the judge to not have ice skating taken away, that also made me tear up because I think I, I remember feeling like I was only ever capable of doing one thing and when that thing was threatened, it felt like the world was coming down around me. And mm -hmm. I just really felt for her at that moment. Even though I've never actually had that thing taken away from me, I remember being in a place where my own sense of self was so fragile that not being the best at the only thing that I knew how to do was emotionally devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so intense in that moment. She she really doesn't have anything else at all in her life that's good. Yeah. The fact that she's decent. willing to go to jail rather than give up ice skating is, I mean, yeah, that's dedication, that's passion. And, and, you know, they do harp on the issues of class here for her. She doesn't have other opportunities, really. No, she really doesn't. The themes of class. She doesn't have an education. Movie. She didn't. Yeah, she didn't graduate high school or get her GED. She doesn't have any other... She has, like, some skills, like she can repair a car. She has trade skills, which is great. Yeah, she has trade skills. But she doesn't have any kind of, like, certifications or mm -hmm. any 
actual job experience yeah in any of those things either yeah I I was really struck by all of the class themes in the movie like I already knew from my understanding of what happened and the setting of the early 90s ice skate championship culture. I knew that it was very classist and um, really looking for a very specific idea of femininity. Um, So watching that throughout and that tension of feeling like she is simultaneously trying to prove herself as as good as the rich girls, but also wanting not to have to play by their games, I thought that that was really compelling. And especially in, like, this day and age when I feel like more people are likely to agree that she shouldn't have had to change herself to be accepted. Whereas in, like, the 80s and 90s, it was a little bit more like, yeah, what's wrong with you for not at least trying to, like, fit into the status quo? Do you want to fail? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, now in the you know, in the 2000s, we actually kind of try to embrace those differences. It's still, like, a very emotional and very compelling to watch someone trying to do that in the 90s before there was a lot of support for being unconventional. And I say unconventional, but she was still, like, a straight white girl and, like, a very pretty one, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just shows, like, how difficult it was for her you know, the stories about women who weren't that didn't even exist in the narrative at the time. And that's, like, mm-hmm. really disappointing. Um, so the mommy issues mm-hmm. of this movie. They mm-hmm. start off early, and it's pretty consistent. Um, it's all about the mom and, like, how she has abused Tanya but, like, won't own up to it. No. And is just a horrific person. And, like, if she wasn't real, obviously, if, like, none of this was re- if this was fictional, you know, it would be quite different. But, like, also learning that she works in customer service kind of made me like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense why she's horrible then. Because working in customer service makes you want to be horrible sometimes. I'm not I'm not excusing her behavior. I'm no, not. Yeah. But let me just say I had a really bad weekend dealing with some customers and... Yeah, no one here is saying that wait staff are evil, but mm-hmm. when people are so horrible to you all the time, it's hard mm-hmm. to not expel that outwards also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a part of me was just like, oh, I understand. Like, obviously, no, I would never treat a child the way that she does. Right. Yeah, her mom but, literally, like, like, throws a knife at her. I know, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, her mom literally, like, stabs her, essentially. It's horrible. By throwing a knife at her. And they and never really, like, they don't discuss it, they just show it, no. and then it's silent. Yeah, and then Tanya just takes the knife out of her arm and puts it on the table and leaves. And that's mm-hmm. just their relationship. You just, your mom throws a knife and doesn't even feel bad. Or... Yeah, I think her, or at least doesn't apologize. Yeah, the only thing that showed on her face was, oh shit, I just threw a knife. But it wasn't like, oh shit, I've just thrown a knife and I've hurt my daughter, how can I done that? It was just like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? Like, not any mm-hmm. empathy, not any love, just horrible. Yeah. And then yeah. she has so, the, the two coaches who are like... Very different. They're very different. They're not... 
they're not the surrogate mom that Tanya needs no. either. Mm-hmm. Neither of them can take on that role for her. and It's a lot to take on. Yeah, yeah. She needs a big hug. Tanya Harding needs a big hug. Yeah. She can't even sure. coach. Like I know. After all that happened, they take away her skating, and she can't even coach because, like, who would want Tanya Harding as a coach after all that yeah. happened? She yeah. couldn't even that do that. That just sucks. Oh, I just really, I really feel for her. And sometimes I wonder if real stories are harder to use as tearjerkers just because it feels like, like there are plenty of real stories that are very emotional and would cause me to cry. But sometimes I feel like, like there's a level of removal I have to give because these people were real. I have to allow space for that reality around them before I can fully connect with them emotionally as like a character with whom I am experiencing an emotion at the same time as whereas like I can project as much as I want to onto fictional characters and be like that is me Mm -hmm. and like this crying all of the tears that are happening here are about me and you know (laughs) it can be very like self-centered whereas like any sort of real life story especially like Especially real life stories that are just tragedies and don't have a happy, like heartwarming ending. Sometimes I have a harder time crying just because I feel like it's not my space to take up because it's not actually about me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. When you're watching a cartoon, the stories are so simplified and Mm -hmm. they're so impossible that you have so much space to insert your own feelings and your own storyline and your own connection with the film. And then with a real life Mm -hmm. story, especially one as detailed as Tanya's, this is a story unlike any other. No one looks at Tanya's story and says, Oh yeah, that happens to everybody. Anyone can identify with I, Tanya. No one, no one can do that really. It's such a specific Mm -hmm. and unique story that it doesn't allow you the space to insert your own emotions and your own storyline. Yeah. And it's not that it's not compelling, because it's definitely compelling. Very compelling. Uh, Actually, a movie that does kind of remind me of the Tanya Harding story that is actually different in tone, but I feel like the background of the main character slash, like, actual real living person, because both of them are true stories. Um, What else it reminds me of is Molly's Game. Have you ever seen Molly's Game? I have not. Will it make me cry? Uh, I don't think so. It did not make me cry, which is why I haven't recommended it. But it's still an excellent movie. And it's about a woman who was originally going to go to the Olympics for skiing before she had an injury that basically Mm -hmm. took her out of the game. And so after she was done as a skier... Um, She pivoted her career and ended up making a lot of money running poker tables for very rich people. And I'm, and I'm not saying that the stories are the same in that, like, there's no beating up of another person. You know, there's not like this national level of scandal. It's just the like background of having a parent that was like really pushed them too hard was base was abusive and like, just those two backgrounds, I feel like I feel like the background of an Olympian whose parent was overzealous and abusive is a, probably a little bit more relatable because we have like hundreds of Olympic athletes. So at least some of them can probably relate to that portion of mm-hmm. Tanya's story. Um, but yeah, like the specific events of like the incident, yeah, that's completely unique. 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of completely unique, uh, the guy who did it was a complete bozo. Yeah, what the hell? Was that real? Like, was that how it actually happened? Because, oh my god, he was so stupid. They showed that he clip was of so- the real guy at the end, and I was like, oh, like, it's... He's not overacting this. He's not overplaying stupid. Like, this guy's dumb. Yeah, he was uh, He was a complete idiot. It, it was actually so shocking that I started talking about it out loud, and Gage was in the same room, and he would just pipe up to be like, what's going on? And I'm like, this guy's just so dumb that I can't believe it. Like, sometimes... That okay, and I'm going to say... No, go ahead. Yeah, that pissed you off, too. Oh, um, sometimes other people's stupidity can make me cry. Um, usually it's by laughing, but I, I love I'm just going to say sometimes some people are so stupid that it makes me cry. This was not one of those instances. This, this just dumbfounded me. I was like, how did he, I mean, now I kind of understand that like, I, I do think that, yeah, Jeff didn't mean to have this guy hurt her. Like this guy doesn't, this guy was just stupid and didn't understand the directions. Yeah. And the whole thing that he had sent the death threats in the first place, like, why like why though oh god yeah sean that guy i hated him too i mean (sighs) sorry the the bozo i was talking about was the guy who actually hit nancy kerrigan but also yeah yeah that guy but you're right about the the clip at the end where they so show sean i i was actually okay so i kind of do want to talk about the sean thing because i've resisted hating him even though all of his stuff was like very easy to hate. I try to be conscious of our media narrative that depicts fat people as hate worthy and mm-hmm, stupid. True. You know, like the, those are tropes that have been ingrained in our culture for decades. And like, I really try to work against that understanding of the world. And I try not to just instinctually react that way when people are shown on, um, when people are shown in media as like fat is equated to bad slash dumb. Like, so I really was uncomfortable with that at first. Um, and then like, as the, as the movie progressed and they showed that he's plainly delusional and Mm -hmm. I, I was worried like, Oh, okay. Like this is, this is a hate worthy character is this really what he was like? And then they show the clip of him at the end. And I'm like, I can't even tell the difference between him and the actor. Yeah. Like, they they perfectly cast him in a way that was somewhat upsetting. Yeah. That's how perfect it was. Yeah, yeah. I hated him so much. I was so angry because, like, any any athlete can prepare for the possibility that they might lose their career because of an injury or something like that. You know, that happens so often with athletes that they overtrain or they get hurt during a performance or a game or whatever. But she lost her career because this dumb guy sent some death threats and then her ex wanted to send death threats and he went way overboard and had to injure another skater? Yeah. And for what? Like, for what? Why are you doing this? Yeah, it's... The tragedy, too, is that Tanya really was so innocent in a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And I... Yeah, it is heartbreaking that she is held accountable for the behavior of some really stupid men. Yeah. You know? Like, that. that is really heartbreaking and upsetting. More, like, rage-inducing than tear-inducing, personally. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. I think this movie could definitely 
pull some tears out for people who have a, a more personal connection with the themes of the movie. I even agree, if they're angry sure. tears. Oh, yeah, yeah. Few rage cries here and there. Um, so, Kimia, do you want to give this movie a score of one to five teardrops? Ooh. Should I give it a score? Like, it didn't make me cry, but it did make <laughs> me very angry. That's fair. Can I give yeah. it, like, um... It didn't make me cry, either. Well, yeah. I mean, it did. Okay, I'm lying. It did make me when... cry. But, like, everything has made me cry. It didn't make me cry to a significant portion. What part made you cry, specifically? I think very specifically just um, young Tawny when her father left. Okay. That did make me cry, just because watching a child be abandoned is incredibly emotional and then also the actor herself was crying so like I started crying because children crying upsets me Mm -hmm. anyway so that so it did technically make me cry but it wasn't a lot Mm -hmm. um so I think I'm gonna give it a one 1.5 I'll give it a 1.5 out of five teardrops I'll give it a one it was a great movie again I have to reiterate oh yeah the tear scale does not mean that it was a bad movie it was a great movie. Yeah. Didn't make me cry, but super great. Yes, I agree. I feel like it's a really good movie. I couldn't tear my eyes off the screen. Um, it just didn't make me cry too much, so it probably isn't going to be like a go-to emotional release for me, except for that one moment where I definitely did cry, so I will, I will admit to that. I will give it a one and a half. Okay, let's take our next break. All right, our second sponsor today is laughing so hard that you start crying. So, Kimia, how often do you do this? I did this the other day. Uh, Jacob, my brother, and I have had this running joke about his lunchbox because it has, like, this long name, like, deluxe lunchbox with two ice walls. And the other day we were just joking around about it more, and I laughed because I mispronounced it, and then we just, like, snowballed into (laughs) more ridiculous jokes about his lunchbox. So that does happen to me fairly often. Have you laughed so hard you cried recently? Oh, yeah. I can't remember any specifics, but Gage makes me crack up all the time. And I totally had a feeling that you were going to say Jacob or your sister made you laugh so hard to cry. I mean, Jacob is hilarious. Mm -hmm. So I know that you guys are always cracking jokes. So I am not surprised. Yeah, Gage is also hilarious. So he makes me cry from laughter like at least once a week. I think we're just blessed to have very funny guys in our lives. That's very true. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely one that you, you have to have at least one other person there for because you got to be triggered into laughing so hard that you cry. I think it's really hard to make yourself laugh so hard That's that you true. Cry. That's I would agree with that. That's a good point. And what I really like about laughing so hard that you cry is that it's almost always a communal activity. So, like, you're almost never alone. Oh, that's a good because point. Because usually if you're crying from laughter, you're crying with someone else from laughter. That's a good point. Because you can't get to that point of hysterics by yourself, you know? Yeah, so many other crying incidences happen in solitude or, like, I'll find solitude so that I can cry. And this is one that you can do as a group. And that's more enjoyable as a group. Yeah, for sure. So, laughing so hard you cry. You can do it in a group. (laughs) Okay, shall we get back to the last part of our show then? Yes, we're at the end, and now it's time to bear our souls. What made you cry this week, Maybelle? So what made me cry this week? um, I'm just going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to say Infinity Train Season 3, Episode 6. If you've seen it, you know what I mean. If you haven't, you need to watch Infinity Train. And... I don't want to give away any more than that. 
Okay, I need to watch Infinity Train then. You sure do. And I think we should do like an episode on each season or just all three seasons, whatever. Okay, I'm down for that. I I did cry briefly laughing about Jacob's lunchbox. And that was <laughs> that was the only incidents this week. Okay. That sounds beautiful. It was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. If you want to tell us what you thought of Itania, hit us up on Twitter at tearjerkers underscore pod or email us your thoughts and suggestions of movies to watch at tearjerkers.podcast at gmail.com. If you have the time, please give us a five-star review on whatever you use to listen to us so we can reach more ears. And don't forget to subscribe or favorite so you can be sure to catch the next episode. And tell your friends about this podcast. Tell someone you know who loves women's figure skating about this podcast. Or if you know anyone who cries when they watch their favorite sports movie, tell them to listen. Tear Jerkers is produced by me, Mabel Shimizu, and co-hosted by me and Kimia Ranjbaran. We're edited by Gage Pryor, who is also the wizard behind our intro music. You can find more of his tunes at soundcloud.com slash Lincoln, please. Thanks for listening and don't kneecap any figure skaters. Oh,